2: Stance Pants Radio. There's a pig at full forward. We miss you, Sandy. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods
1: Footy. Here we go, 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 here we go.
2: My AFLW team is on fire. Cannot be touched. As Uh, predicted two weeks ago by me, the kangaroos are unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Any? any... Mm, No. No? I I have no strong feelings about football this week. Tom. Um, Tom, Tom, Tom. Um. I had a dark fucking week, boys. (laughs) I had a dark fucking week of footy. Mm. What happened, Tom? I fo- so, in the in the time that we've had no footy, I forgot that footy is the highest of highs <laughs> and, and the lowest of lows. Yeah. Uh, so, straight after we recorded, uh would have been just after we released last week's episode. Yep. Tragedy was, struck Geelong. I was full of joy and happiness and just looking forward to watching footy. And then, news comes through, Nanny Morrison has done her ACL. I tell you what, it... it it hit me harder than I was anticipating. I was just kinda like, oh. Oh. Even I felt bad for you. I I feel terrible like she's eighteen. Number one draft. Pick. Number one, she was like rising star. You saw that first game. I think you said, Tom, she was gonna win every award in the country. And uh does not knee, which fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, just the harsh realities of football were brought a full Light, and there were some people on Twitter, Sean. Uh, <laughs> we're not kind <laughs> to you, yeah. Just like, oh, fuck your team. And I'm like, <laughs> normally, normally, that's rough. Nah. normally, normally I reply with a wink or a bit of a gag, but I was like, I'm hurting today. Uh, that's below the belts, that's that's below the knees, if you will. Ooh, yeah, it sucks. I don't like it. Just that behavior on Twitter, just get fucked. <laughs> you both came after me, too. Oh, no, I don't think we did. Oh, uh, you you both were like oh, both your windows are shut now. Well, that's just fact. That's no, not, that was know. that was also that was probably the rudest tweet you got. we were like, ah, oh, heard about Nina. That sucks. Uh, I guess both windows are shut. No, nah, <laughs> no, not that sucks. There was no ever any sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> there was one like, look, the rudest thing I said was, Tom, at least look on the bright side. It's still Thursday. You can change your tip to Western Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> guess what, Dusha? I didn't. That's all right. How did you enjoy getting three this week or less? No, no, I got more than that. You got four. I picked North Melbourne. Yep. I picked Melbourne. I, I, mean. I picked Adelaide. And uh, I picked a Purple Haze, mate. Oh, pff. you knew I did this. I yeah, said on the episode yeah, I'm last still week. still filthy about it. Hey, see, it got me four tips. Yeah, I got four as well. So hey. did I. Hmm. Oh, oh yeah. although okay. we all got yeah. different ones wrong. Oh. <laughs> Who did you get wrong? <laughs> I tipped Collingwood. Oh, oh Dusha. Did you get seduced you broke by the your home own crowd? fucking rule? No, my rule isn't to never tip Collingwood. It's that Collingwood are garbage and don't get behind them. <laughs> that's what you did. You got behind them? No, I just tipped them because they am playing at Victoria Park, but, but Melbourne nearly a, best- a, a much better side. Well, I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> Dusha. Tom. Wow, I'm I, just look. All I'm saying is, I tipped against both of your teams and it paid off. So do you even want to win the tips, mate? Don't back <laughs> Collingwood. Fucking hell. It's no good. I'm ranked 22nd currently, which Shit. is... Am I ahead of you? Where because... am I? Let's have a look. So, a quick ladder update about... I... <laughs> this show, it's all over the place. Hey, yeah, welcome. welcome. We're, yeah. we're a bit broken this week because um, two of us are in mourning. So... And I tipped Collingwood. So, I yeah. look, I have no self-respect at toast the moment. Toast only for us. Well, Toast <laughs> made its first appearance in the Carno household this weekend. Well, yeah, there was a good photo of that on Twitter. The settings were wrong. It got burnt it's not good. I had some toast at work for yeah. breakfast. And then, because I was also still sad about the knee, and I thought, you know what? I've got to live a bit. I had some mild cereal yeah. too. I'm working my way back up to a roast, hopefully, this weekend. So this morning I had crumpets, a slight improvement on toast. Yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, I think we've got Adelaide. So where? Over there. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 they looked good. There yeah, they did. Um. Where, so you, you don't know where we are? You know what? I could actually look up where I am, I can we- tell you exactly where you are. Oh. So, am I above you? Quick ladder update. Yeah. So, we'll start with the top five. They deserve the recognition that they're about to get. Yep. They're all on a total score of nine. Jesus. So impressive. They've dropped one tip so far. Fuck me. All right. So, you've got Josh F coming first, followed by Chris Turner, Captain Hat. Fuck yeah, Captain Hat. Go all the way. Yabby O, and Spruger. Spruger. <laughs> Captain Hat and Spurger sound like a radio broadcast duo. i <laughs> like, you yeah. are now listening to Captain Hat and the Spurger. Well, yeah, we're gonna do some gotcha calls like that. That kind of yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you yeah are sitting at nineteenth. Oh, I'm, I'm in the am top sitting 20, at twenty, baby. I am sitting at twenty-two. We are both sitting on seven, but do I have a better accumulative score? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you um. This week, I tipped North by 10. You tipped them by 15. Are you sure you're on seven, not eight? Yeah, I'm on seven. Shit, did I get two last week? You must have. You oh. tipped Carlton. Never again. And Geelong. Connor, you're sitting, you're sitting at 34th. Okay, with that. Uh, with six. So, you're only one behind us. Do you isn't? know what's really dumb? 34th sounds made up. <laughs> like, when you said 34th, even though it is, like, a measurement. Oh, and it's the 34th person. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a fake number, like 11 to and, uh 7s no, mate. I'm in the top 35. Friend of the show, Dowie, <laughs> I may have forgotten to put his tips in for two weeks in a row because he is oh. sitting fourth. Uh, sorry, he's sitting on four, 75th. Oh, come on, Dowie, lift, mate. On that, should we go through the weekend's results? Oh, also, something we should mention before we get to the games, because there was two big sad notes that came out of this week. One was Nina's, Nina's knee, knee, and the second one was Sandy Roberts is retiring from commentating. Yeah. See you, Sandy, it's a bittersweet. I mean, it's not like anything happened. He's just retiring. He's been in the game for a million years. Well, they were, someone put up like I can't remember the figure, but the number of games that he has commentated, and it was four figures. Yeah, it was over a thousand, which is insane. It was a, nearly, I think, twelve hundred. Yes, him and him and Dennis have like the quintessential commentator voices. They're just Sandy Roberts' commentary is just unobtrusive. You just listen to it. You know what's going on. There's occasionally a great line, but it's not like. James Brayshaw screaming and yeah. BT making, not knowing any players. Yeah. It's it excited, but it's real excitement. It's not fake. Yes. It's not Luke yeah. Darcy. <sighs> the man doesn't know what excitement Sandy is. Sandy Roberts has been commentating so, for so long that there's a song that I'm quite fond of that came out in 1990 that name drops him. Wow. Well, I feel like he would have been commentating in the eighties, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah he, absolutely. Well, he definitely was. Here's the thing about Sandy too, is that like you often attribute like so when Dennis retired, it was like, wow, he's had so many great phrases and great moments. Yeah. Like, you know, like a cork in the ocean, snuck up on him like a librarian, all that kind of stuff. Sandy, they played like a clip of his best moments. He's been at some influential moments. Like he is Billy, you're the king of Geelong when um Billy Brownless kicked the goal and Siren to put Geelong in the grand final. It's insane to look at Billy Brownless. <laughs> and Sandy Roberts And be like Sandy you've been commentating long enough That this man Was, was playing was football In peak physical condition <laughs> To kick a goal after the siren Was he ever in peak physical condition? No He was in good Better mm, he He's a full forward. He the, was for that time period. Yeah, and yeah, look, he- yeah. Well, was he though? He was probably only limiting yeah. himself to two or three pies a day rather than his five that he goes for now. Yeah, <sighs> man. Now, it's the, it's the beers that would be killing his weight. Yeah, surely. I, I feel like he would have been on the same amount of beers back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just but running it's a It's just bit that more. he doesn't do the training yeah, now. Correct, yeah, correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he had that when He had Pluggers, the full forward. He also had Pluggers goal after the siren to put Sydney in the prelim or in the grand final, where he, uh, the point the after point, the, sign, yeah. the yeah. biggest point he's ever kicked, mm-hmm. uh, when the scoreboard caught fire at the MCG, yep. Yep. he commentated that. He's he's had some big, big moments. He commentated, I think, nineteen grand finals. Jesus, it's it's just mad. Yeah, it's just uh, he's just got a he's got such a lovely just a Love just, just a great bloke, good bloke. My dad's met him. Yeah, how is he? Uh, dad really liked him. Yeah. So Sandy's also a farmer. And my dad used to be in the farm machinery business, so he yep. sold him a tractor back in the day. That's- Joe, he's, he's going back to it. He's going back to farming. Oh, he's just retiring to the farm, Can like you- bloody Thanos. Imagine- <laughs> Sandy Roberts and Thanos. Joe, it's going to be great is if you're on the neighboring farm and you just see him driving, like he's driving his tractor and there's some like, chickens running about. Yeah, And you just hear faintly, and chicken number two has taken over chicken number three. Because old habits, you know. <laughs> Just can't die. Like he's got to keep going. I've never heard this, but I've just pulled up his Wikipedia page. Sandals is his nickname. What? Sandals. (laughs) Sandy Sandals Robert. Was he a footy player? Is he just a? I can't remember. I've never heard him been referred to as Sandals. No. That's a. It it is Wikipedia though. Someone he's actually edited that himself. like, (laughs) you know what? I'd love a a cool nickname. Everyone calls me Sandcastles, and I don't like it. I'm going to change it to Sandals. Can you think about it? It is funny that he didn't have a nickname. Well, apparently he did, but I never knew about it. Must have been, like, early on. Because, mm. to be fair, Sandy is, like, sounds like a nickname because it's got the E. Like, yeah. in true Australian form, mm. he's, you can't make Sandy, like, you know, brownie. His name sounds like it should be longer. It Like, his name is Sandra Storm <laughs> Roberts. That's terrible. He's... Hosted a lot of things outside of footy. Uh, he was asked to be one of the commentators for the 1980s Moscow Olympic telecast. Oh, he's done heaps of Olympics. Yeah, yeah he's done a lot of Olympics. Um, wow, he's right, ev- Everyone from 1980 to 2008. Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty huge. sure that Sandy was the host of one of my favourite AFL DVDs of all time called Biff's Bumps and Brawlers. He absolutely was. Oh, I mean, he's even on the cover. Yeah. Wow. He loved it. He loved the biff. He got around it, but in that quiet way of his. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, despite his impressive resume, Sandy Roberts is often remembered for his gaffe oh. in introducing 1981 Miss Australia. Uh, so her name is Leanne Dick, and he accidentally introduced her as Leanne Cock. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird gaffe. Oh, it's good though. <laughs> mm. It's, it's very good. Barracks of St. Kilda was a farmer and he is an ambassador for the non-profit organization the Beehive Foundation, a charity that runs free programs to develop coping mechanisms for youth via junior sporting organizations. Seems like a good bloke. Mm. Give him an OBE. Yeah. Whatever you give people. The timing of this retirement is strange though, no? Because he's not he... doing this season, is he? Or is this his last season? Oh, is that, I actually don't know the circumstances. Like is, is he seeing out the year? That's what I would assume, because by now he would have a contract in place. Because Dennis did the same thing. He announced at the start of the season that this season would be his last commentator. Yeah. So, I imagine- I'm guessing that's what's happening. We are the worst researchers in the world. I I assume he'll commentate the rest of the year, right? I think that's what would happen, right? Surely. Yeah. Jesus, he's had a rough life. Oh, no, really? Yeah, there's sad stuff as well. Oh, no. Sandy. He had a 15-year-old son that died. Oh Whoa. fuck! I didn't know that. Yeah, you got a blood transfusion that was HIV positive. So his 15 year old son died of AIDS. Man, that holy sucked. shit! And yeah, that like kind of broke down that marriage as well because of the grief. And he was saved silent on it for about 15 years, and then he spoke about it. Sandy Roberts, you are an absolute trooper. National treasure. He doesn't get enough like recognition. I feel that's what I mean. He's not obtrusive. He's not in your face. Yeah, and yet he, like I said, he has so many. He's been involved in so many big AFL moments. Yeah, but he's not like Dennis, who had a an air about him, or like well, Dennis is also famous for just saying like like a kind lot of, of coming his... through the ground like a stiletto through cheese. Yeah, <laughs> I would go Bruce Dennis Sandy. Well, see, nah. Sandy's like Bru- Bruce is too high there. I'm I'm putting Dennis ahead of Bruce. Not nah, Bruce for me. Bruce gets a bit stupid sometimes. Oh, but so did Dennis. Dennis got a little bit, you know, up his own ass, I think. Yeah, but in the best way possible. Yeah, it was still entertaining, but I think Bruce is consistent. Do you know what, though? Actually, now that I'm reflecting on it, Sandy is the best of the three. Because he didn't want the spotlight. Correct. It wasn't about him. It was about the game. It was about the game. Oh, Sandy. Ah, oh, we're going to miss you, Sandy. When you retire at the end of the year, we presume. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Good to news. get on to... The events of the weekend. First game, Friday night. The game that almost was not... Oh my god. (laughs) So... In trying circumstances, the Roos... Defeated the GWS Giants. Uh, So this game took place in New South Wales. And at the same time this taking place... Uh, A giant fucking thunderstorm was also taking place. And Tom, what happened? Well, the game was delayed 45 minutes. Because the power fucking went out. Because the storm, because of lightning and also all of the lights went out of the ground. uh, And they take 15 minutes to warm back up. That's an important fact to remember, guys. The lights, when they go off, take 15 minutes to warm back up. So the lights go off. uh, The torrential rain. There's lightning in the area. And uh, Steve Hawking. He's like, no way, we've got to postpone the game. They do that in the men's comp as well. There was a game once at GWS where Lightning hit a light tower while Cam Mooney was doing like a pre-game thing. He shit himself, and <laughs> then they, they delayed the game by 15 minutes. My work got struck <laughs> to by- To clean up Mooney's mess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my work got struck by Lightning this week while I was there as well. Caused was a it, huge power surge. Was it fucking awesome? Uh, it was mostly just stressful, because like when there's a power surge at a cinema and all of our projectors are computers, basically, <sighs> uh, mm. they stop. Chaos. But yeah, all the free lights, popcorns it, for everyone. Yeah, that's. I was just like, guys, I don't know what's going on. Just loot the place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so You're huge, huge storm, huge storm. So storm hit, play resumed, torrential rain, trying conditions, and then with five minutes to go in the second quarter, the lights went out again, uh, and the decision was made to obviously get off the ground. Fifty minutes for them to turn back on. Now, I would have thought they would have been like, we'll just call halftime early. But they didn't. They came back out after about 20 minutes. They played the last five, four minutes of the second yeah. quarter and then had a six-minute halftime break. So they should. Like, they should play it out. Yeah. Well, they, Yeah, absolutely. But uh, the game went, like, an hour and a half late. So when they came back out at the start of the third quarter, the commentators were like, well, we should have been going home now, but we're not. Let's go, footy. Um, <laughs> and the North Melbourne camp were disseminating rumours during that blackout douche Ooh. Ooh. So they were telling the broadcasters that the GWS Giants had asked to call the game off. Oh, and the North and the Kangaroos had gone no way. And then when they asked the Giants about it, the Giants were like, "We didn't know. They no. Oh, they don't get along. Mm. Apparently not. Bloody hell! Sounds like my team's been blackmailed here. Wait, what? North? How? I don't know if these rumours are true. Blackmailed over what? Dismerched, muddied, if you will. Yeah, maybe not blackmailed. I think Uh, using the slander, (laughs) slandered. Well, do you know what they didn't do? Lose. Yeah. <laughs> Let the blackout affect their level of play. Um, yeah, they they smashed. GWS did that thing that they did last week where they could have won multiple times and then just didn't. Yeah, fall well... apart in the last quarter. Yeah, they didn't do a lot in the third quarter and then the last quarter North just turned it back on. Well, it was, it was pretty even for most of the night and then, yeah. Emma Carney. That, that's it. Emma King. She is... Probably going to win the MVP. Again. Yep. I hope so. Actually, I, the more I think about it, the more I hope it continues to happen and it becomes the Carney medal. <laughs> what, some people assume it's named after you? Yeah. Even though, even the, though spelling the spelling is n- not even different. close to the same. My God. The Carney medal. The Carney. So yeah. Emma Carney had 22 touches and laid eight tackles. Jenna Bruton, also for North Melbourne, player, 19 touches, nine tackles. The, the player that, for me, that was the difference for them was Duffin, who plays- Jessica Duffin? Basically, yep. they're like, where do you want to play on the ground? Oh, we'll just put you anywhere we need you. She's one of those kind of utility types and a big get yeah. from, I think she came from Collingwood? She's really clean with the ball. Yeah. yeah. Daisy uh, Bateman yeah. and Emma King both kicked two goals each. Emma King could have had a third too. But just on like efficiency- in those conditions, like some of the some of the skills on display were actually awesome. Do you know was the two players who were fascinating to watch for the Giants? Were the two Irish players, uh, Bono and Staunton, who yep. just that Gaelic footy ability of being able to use either hand, either foot in the wet. You just see them pick it up. Well, there were a couple of times where Staunton just did that thing where she'd take like five steps too many and get caught, yes. but had the right... Had the right strategy, had the right idea. She's just like a wrecking ball. She kind of gets the ball. she got a face like smashed open. Yeah. Um. At one point she was yelling at players for like not chasing other players. I'm like, fucking yeah, I'm here for that. Yeah. The Get spirit angry. of Brendan Goddard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He smashed his nose open heaps. So yeah, North Melbourne look dangerous, which is good. Is it? For me. Ashmore hasn't really got up and up and going yet. Uh, also. Which is a scary proposition. <laughs> she had a bit of a tackle that, uh, oof. It was a bit, uh a bit dangerous. Yeah, a bit on the line. I didn't see that tackle. What was it? A two motion sort of sling? It was a sling. Or? Yeah, it was. So they had um, Beck Goddard. So I was, it was the Fox Footy coverage. Beck Goddard, who is the former Crows coach, yep. is does special comments. She's fucking fantastic. She it's is like great. that insight. The same sort of insight you get from like a Paul Ruse, but she's very funny, like very dry and very yes. funny. Like they're talking about. Oh, like, have you ever seen better moving Irish player, Irish movement before? And she said, oh, "I've watched the course play a few times. They're pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> and the other comments were like, "Fucking course." She she'd be a lock for one of the coaching jobs next year. Well, she? the theory is that Gold Coast are gunning for her pretty hard. Oh. I can't believe she's a free agent. Like, I don't know why Adelaide just didn't. I'm not sure what happened. There. Throw the book Look at her because she won a premiership. Yeah, it's weird. Something must have happened. Obviously. She wanted to take him on a mind camp, and they went no more mind camps. Yeah, know, <laughs> um, yeah, So Faruja, the captain, just got cleaned up, and it was kind of. Bet Goddard was like, it's not a sling, but it's not a tackle you want to see because her arms were pinned to her side. Yep. She couldn't break it, and she kind of kept going with the tackle. Yep. Because she came back on and played, Ashmore's was probably fine. In fact, yep. I don't think she was suspended. I think the suspensions have all come through. Yeah, I don't think she was sided. So. It wasn't dissimilar to... It was less less full-on, but with a similar action to Cranston's that got her two weeks from practice match. Yep. So, Ashmore, just, just, you know, come on. From a Giants point of view... You would probably be worried that they're none from two. However, I think we'll get a little bit more into the conferences at the end of the round. But I, I still think they're going to be okay. (laughs) I think they will be too, John. Yeah. 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 Speaking of, yes, next game, next game, and this is where I dropped a tip. Because you're an idiot. Yeah. Look, I gave Collingwood one chance to win me back, and they fucked me, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) They fucking fucked me. (laughs) (laughs) They kicked one goal all game, in like the last. Second half too. Yeah, they didn't last kick a quarter. goal to the last quarter. Mm. God uh, damn it, Collingwood. It was very windy uh conditions. Yeah. And but Melbourne are a much better team apparently. Melbourne did you see is it O I it's O'Day, I think is how yeah. you pronounce it. Elise, Elise like, Day. Just gonna I'm just gonna have a fucking blinder. Have a sick one, Collingwood. Just tore them apart. Yeah. Uh, so on Saturday, I was at music festivals. So I didn't see any of the any of the matches, but uh, I was checking my phone and very upset at this result. But also, look, hey, kudos to Melbourne, great team. I won't be making this mistake again. Collingwood go to hell. <laughs> I think Melbourne's midfield is just fucking on fire. Daisy, who? Yeah. <laughs> no, but even like Collingwood just couldn't really get it inside fifty. No, they they didn't have many opportunities. They had their, their best player for the game was telling was the was that same uh, Brazil Brazil yeah Brazil Brazil, Brazil I, think, yeah. I think it's Brazil, Brazil yeah, yeah. Yep. who who played a brilliant game against so Geelong. you can lock in right now she'll be all Australian lock in her for all Australian and yeah. probably Collingwood's best and fairest yeah. round two she's a gun uh, and lock in that uh, one of the expansion clubs will steal her from Collingwood <laughs> <coming laughs> Collingwood would would want to be concerned by that because this is the third year and I think in every season they've they've dropped the first two games haven't they in every season. They've dropped the first three. Obviously, they've got a game to go here. So, they're just playing catch-up every, every season. It would be good of you to share that information with me before I put in my fucking tips, boys. <laughs> I mean, I thought you just would know that. Yeah, no, I I think I did know that. And for some reason, I was just like, no, Victoria <sighs> I thought you Park. were just trying to antagonize us. No. Nah, like, Hollywood, and then you would have changed your tip last minute or something. Nah. I thought you went back and listened to the episode uh, before the grand final and got sucked in by me again. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, maybe Tom's got a point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Collingwood should be worried. They're, they're underperforming, and they're three years in. Like Geelong lost as well, which we'll get to, but we're one year in. We're brand and new. you lost to the reigning premiers. And we lost to the reigning premiers. Mm. They lost. To- Melbourne are a good side, but Collingwood and Melbourne have entered the competition at the same time. Yes. They both lost big players. And Coll- Collingwood looked good against Geelong the other night, but was that because it's Geelong and they're new? Yeah, this could also won. be worrying for you. I mean, we still beat them, though, Dusha, so... Yeah, that's true. But, Tom, this is why a couple... Maybe even last week or the week before I said, Collingwood, I think, is the team under the most pressure. Just because they like to pride themselves on being, you know, the biggest sporting club in Australia, pretty much. Yeah. There's a certain arrogance that comes with Collingwood and an expectation that they're going to be good, and it just hasn't materialised at all. It's Yeah, and I think that... The, because they're Collingwood too, the public pressure. Because there's also like the Maguire factor, yeah. Definitely. The idea that they're you know one of the first clubs that they were talking. They were they were like while they didn't have, they had a middling first year, they were really being talked up. Oh no, this second year they're better than ever. Yeah. And then it got to this third year, and they're like, oh, they're going to be fine. But it's kind of like, yeah, like yes, yes, they've lost some very crucial players. I like. I don't think you can underestimate. How much of an impact losing a player like Emma King, but also Duffin, who we saw tear it up on Friday night. Yep. But to be fair, they've replaced Duffin with Brazzle. So yep. I mean, they just they just they didn't their, their their efficiency going forward was awful. Yep. Like they they would get some great passages played, they'd clear the ball out on the wing, they'd get it to half forward, and they just would bomb it in to like a two on three and Melbourne would clear up and take it down the other end. I'm ready to draw a line through them. You're probably ready last week. Well, they had moments last week where they impressed me, but then watching Geelong play this week, I'm kind of like, well, are Geelong really where we think they are? Then no, no. North no Ge- Melbourne. Geelong, Geelong, are, Geelong are exactly where we think they are. Yeah, I mean, Geelong- A new team. Yeah, with they're growing a conference talent. B. Correct, correct. Conference B team. All I can think of when you say that is Willem Dafoe in the Last yeah, Or the B squad. <laughs> Why well, am I in mean, the B squad? Yeah. I mean, Brisbane are the captain of the B squad, but, <laughs> but still the B um, squad. So, yeah, Melbourne, coping fine without Pierce. Yeah. Collingwood, ooh, hmm. Just you know what you should do? Guys, radical plan. Radical plan. Bring in one more expansion team, merge Collingwood and Carlton. Oh, that would never happen. That would be literally streets on fire. Yeah, I know how good, though they take themselves out. I, look. The, the ripple effect would also affect their men's teams. No Colin no Cartman in the men's comp either. Oh, you know who'd coach that team? Mick Malthouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> that's only that's man with plan. experience of both. His birth. final yeah. plan yeah. Was to, is, to, is to actually... He's not an antagonist. He's to unite. He's like Kylo Ren in Star Wars. You think he's a bad guy, but he's actually just bringing people together. No, I mean, Kylo <laughs> Ren's definitely a bad guy. Right, he's like Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars. Definitely thinking, a bad guy. Ah. Uh, Look, Mace Windows, <laughs> He's a good guy. Yoda? Yoda? But, it's, you know, it's about balance. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, just quickly, because you brought up conferences. So, Conference A, in fifth spot of Conference A. So, yep. lowest. Yep. yep. Melbourne, played 2-1-1, percentage of 119. Yep. Yep. Conference B, yep. Brisbane, who is the top of Conference yeah, B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played 2-1-1, percentage of 73. Yep. yep. Do you know what's great? The actual ladder... Alright. so yeah. even those two conferences, the actual ladder for the AFLW, <laughs> is just the two conferences stacked on top of one another. Yeah, it is in order, literally. That's like <laughs> Brisbane could make <laughs> the grand final from sixth; they will. Geelong could make the grand final this is what from is gonna, seventh. This is what's going to happen: seventh from ten. One, the grand final will be one v six. This yep. conference system is a joke. Well, not necessarily one v six; it'll be one to four v six. Let's be honest. Let, let's talk conferences now. Let's take a, a, a mid-round break. Well, I'll uh, just, just skew across the conference because that'll, that'll tie into what I want to talk about next too. I'm looking at this right now and I think Conference B does not have a top five team in it. No. Because I think Brisbane... <sighs> Although, okay, some teams have gone past Brisbane. Can I just... Weirdly, guys, I'm yes. about to defend the AFL. Yeah. What? I'll get On out. this show? Yeah. No, no, hear me out though. All right. So, GWS could have won both their games and just cooked it. So, they could very easily be 2-0. There is, they had no chance to beat North Melbourne. They were in it in the third quarter still. They lost by 25 points. Yeah, they me. got blown out of the water. But they actually, watching the game, they actually played well. They just didn't take any of their chances. Whereas, North took every chance they got. Whereas, like, GWS missed easy shots early, turned the ball over and looked like they were about to score. So, like... They weren't terrible, but they, they they probably had games that they could have done better at. Sean, just quickly, because this I just don't agree with this. Yeah. if a team doubles your score, mm. are you with it? I think North they're... ran away in the last quarter. Yeah, but North just looked stronger all night. To be honest, like GWS had moments. Yeah, but I, I, there, it wasn't their game to lose, which no. is how you're framing it. Which it, well, the first week was yes. So okay, but when they designed the conferences, yes, Freo had finished. Second last, and looked were, were terrible last year. Yeah, Melbourne had just missed finals, and Collingwood I think mathematically had just missed finals. Yeah, and the the belief was that both those teams would look all right. Yeah, Bulldogs and Brisbane had just played off in a grand final. Bulldogs have played two grand finals in a row. You split North and Bis- Geelong, Brisbane. Now. Sorry, what did I say? Bulldogs. Yeah, but Bulldogs and Brisbane had just played off. Brisbane played yeah, two yeah, in a row. Yeah. You split the two. You split the two expansion teams. Really, when they were dividing the conferences, I don't think they would have thought that all the good teams are being won. No, but that's their mistake for being stupid and doing it because they made the conferences based on ladder positions from last year. So really what you're doing is making conferences based on a sample size of two seasons of a short competition. The, so and we're, not we're to, completely. each team what is, really is unrecognisable. Tell me the one positive of having a conference system. I can tell you a really selfish, biased positive. Geelong's, Geelong's gonna play chance. finals, could could play finals, having won three games with a piss poor percentage. Yeah. But I'll give you the, the, the pain behind that is that Brisbane will make the grand final for the third straight year. <laughs> and they will run into a fucking freight train. And, and, and well no, there's about eight freight trains. There's five freight trains. It could be Bulldogs, <sighs> it could be North Melbourne. Bulldogs are the one in it could that- be fucking You're right, mate. Yeah, it could be fucking Frio. Frio look very good. It's just, it's bizarre. Like, surely, like, yes, while I say that, you know, when they made the conference system, they couldn't, That's my, my defense was when they made the conference system, surely they, they couldn't have known the way the results would play. However, they shouldn't have just made a conference system. Yeah, It becomes much more interesting if you have five teams fighting for four spots. Yes. This plays into what Dusha mentioned last week, where it's like, what the fuck is their five or 10-year plan? How do they not foresee that this could be a problem? Well, do you know what? We know they don't have it. Can I go on a rant that's tangentially related to this before go. we move on to the, rant, you know, the rest of the games? They don't have five or ten year plans, and the proof of the pudding of that is AFLX. Right, I was talking about AFLX to you guys earlier. So AFLX shows they have no forward thinking planning because it bastardizes the true format of the game, the original AFLX. Right. Yep. So when they made AFLX, everyone went, this is shit. They're like, no, no, no here's the we're going to make the game more accessible for an international audience, rectangular stadium, that kind of thing. And begrudgingly, people went, all right, we get it. You're trying to market the game overseas. I can relate to that. This new form of AFLX does not fucking do that at all. Mm-hmm. It completely changes the brief. What We're going to go to India and market this game. Oh, there's a guy out there. He's called the Gatorade Game Changer TM. you fucking kidding. They don't have a five-year plan, it, That's and that's why the conference system... Is fucking flawed. Do you expect the conference system to,
1: yeah.
2: if this season plays out as it currently stands? Yeah, clubs will be ropeable, and I don't think they fine. will change the conference system. They you have think to they'll get rid of it. They have to get rid of it. If like no, 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 no disrespect to either of our teams, hmm. but if say Bulldogs and North, or say Freo and North, finish top two in Conference A, but by like two percent, they're behind the Bulldogs and another team who finish on a roughly the same amount of games, but both the Bulldogs and Melbourne who finish. Yep have one more games and higher percentages than both Brisbane and Sage along in Conference B yep. so by a considerable like basically imagine if the latter is what it is now at the yep. end of the year yep. right that would be insane that's insane you then have two teams who didn't make the top five make a grand final and you would imagine those five teams would be would be filthy it hurts your brand it, it hurts it really hurts your brand of your league as well so they would have to change it yeah but they're the AFL so they won't it's a Depends. Unless because they introduce a the game pro- changer, and at any time a team can just move up and down the rankings. Um, <laughs> Power play. It really depends on whether or not they anticipated this, which I guess they probably fucking didn't. But I mean, this would be your worst case scenario. Yeah, but then also, I guess through, like, once the conferences start only playing each other again, because a lot of the, it seems like the, a lot of the one game out of the conferences was happening early on. Well, so uh, so far. Carlton are yet to play a team in their conference. Oh yeah, cool. This so round two, every team played a team in another conference. Round two. Yep. Surely if you have conferences, everyone in the conference plays one another <laughs> as more as much and yes, you're always gonna have two teams playing outside. Gets for all the teams in your conference before you start going outside your fucking conference. Although this could play into the AFL's terrible plan because it means that later on in the year season, everyone's only playing people in their own conference, which means it's going to even out a little bit. And it means that you might have someone that finishes like hypothetically third on the ladder, miss out on finals while fourth or fifth makes it in. But I don't think it'll be five and then five. I think it, it'll be it'll be, but you'll have four. I think that I reckon the top four in Conference A will be higher than the top three in Conference, in conference B. B. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's that's bad or not like that's boring. That's and that's that's, that's, and that's, the, that's the problem is you, you have room for four teams and they're, they're cooking it. Can't yeah. believe that the AFL have cooked something something so, so AFL simple. W, yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking of premierships and top fours and stuff, we can skip the next game. Uh, yeah, because someone's window was maybe shard a bit. To or be we, honest, was our window open? I don't know. We're brand new. I don't think we have a window yet. Did I think what happened here was that... The most predictable outcome I possible? B- bought into you hyping up your team and then you won last week. So in my head I was just like, yeah, Geelong are good. But you're a brand new team that's played two games in the league. And to be fair... There, well, there were signs. There are signs. So so I think so. Geelong lost to the reigning premiers at home on the night they unveiled their flag. They played the wind superbly and Geelong didn't. Yes. They, like, watching Bulldogs play got me excited because I was looking at what Geelong could be after three years in the system. They have a game strategy that pays off. They do short kicking and marking. They press up. You can actually see the way they, they have a strategy. It's not just kind of manic. Yep. Uh, whereas Geelong are still new. So... If, for example, at three-quarter time, they had the camera at the address, and Paul Hood was saying, "Right, we need to press up. So it means that you Boyd and and you uh, Dar- Darcy, uh, no Darby. yeah, Okay, Derby have to have to make sure you're you're not being sucked up the ground. So we have a get-out kick down in the forward line. So that was the play for the for fourth quarter. Every time we got the ball out of half back, we'd look up and ah oh, Boyd and our forwards have been dragged up the ground by the Bulldogs players, which is just Playing a better team, yeah, and they didn't let us get on the outsides. But the again, the positives were there. You could see glimpses. There were a couple of moments where like a Purcell or Denby Taylor just got on a bit of a run, and you go right. That's that's what we're going to have. McWilliams took a couple of really great marks. Yep, looks fantastic. you a with them. Like three out of the four quarters, it was just the second quarter where they blew out of the water. Whether well, yeah, they had that. They only scored, uh, outscored us in I think that quarter. I think it was even every other quarter. Yeah. Or you won, even. Or um, we all we want. It was just they kicked 4 4 or 5 got goal, four goals in a quarter and just that was it and we didn't score. 3 and you didn't score. Yeah. Um they just killed you with the wind. They just killed they, they it's their ground. It was it's home you said advantage. to us oh, actually time sorry. That you <laughs> needed to kick probably one or two more goals with the wind in that yeah, first quarter. They outscored you in two quarters and both quarters you didn't score. Correct. The first and the last, the second and last quarters, yeah, uh, we didn't yeah. score which is when they had the breeze and we were kicking into the wind. But it fought it out pretty well, though, to be honest, yeah, in the last quarter. Like, like we did. We're still in it. For, like for a little bit there, there was a point in the third quarter where I think uh, McWilliams missed a goal and then had another shot and missed that one. And if she'd kicked one of them, we would have been nine points down. If she kicked yeah. both of them, we would have been three points down. Sliding doors, hey, Tom? Sliding doors. That's what they are, Barrett. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about him. It's yeah. too early in the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, Meg McDonald, 100%. She is my favourite player. Yeah? Yeah. Love it. Number on your jumper? Eleven. Hook me up. I'm actually on my face. I'm trying to find a number from both teams. Ooh. Ooh. I thought I had one, but I got the the men's team number wrong. Okay, okay. So a number where you could cross over. Yeah, because there's a player I'll talk about when we get to the Brisbane game who I love. And I thought that the corresponding number in the men's team was someone else who I love, but I found out that it's not. Oh, my God. No, guys, I think I've got my number. I just need to double-check the corresponding number in the women's team. Depending on how, how this player goes this year. What number are you looking at? I'll tell you. I've no, got no. the players list in front of me. Uh, what's Garing's number? 12. Ah, Who's number five? Ivy. Oh, no, that's not how I was thinking. Damn it. i get Beck Garing. She's 44. She's the, cap- the acting captain. Mm-hmm. And who's got that? Tommy Stewart? Tommy Stewart. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, the 11. No one's got the 11 at the moment, I don't think, uh, for Geelong. Because Darcy Lang had it. Maybe a young kid's got it. Uh it doesn't look like anyone here. Who- oh, wait. Is Tim Kelly 11? Yeah. No point getting that, then. Oh, if he was staying, that would be the perfect combination. Mm. Oh, Megan McDonald's 11. That's what I mean. So yeah. she's 11 and Tim Kelly's 11 for the men's team. Perfect number crossover. But he's leaving. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's what's bullshit. What's Nina's number? Is it 23? Nine. Nine. Yep. And uh, Zach Smith's nine. Ah, oh, no. Yeah, nah. <laughs> a, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, I don't sorry. know if I've revealed this, but like sometimes you just got to get ridiculous numbers on your back for, uh. so, well, yeah, one of the jerseys I have for the accident has uh, number 13 on his back. Sure. Yeah. Uh, for Damien Cupidor. <laughs> Uh, TC. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He okay. played for two. I was very keen to get those numbers and I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. loved him. Yeah. He was a bit of a fan favorite, wasn't he? Sort of. Or was I think, he? Or just I think, a douche a favorite? I think he just, just had, like, douche a douche favorite? Yeah. I think he may have had the Le Jetta thing where he was very flashy for like two games and then just kind of annoying for the rest of his career. Yeah. Like as in like inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be your year, Tom. Well, no, but I, I never thought it was- Like, gonna be. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're always up against it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Again, positive signs. It's not all doom and gloom, although I did see the worst ball drop and kick for goal in the history of Astro O'Connor. You're better than that lift. (laughs) Just missed. She's looking the goods. Have you not? Oh, this. (laughs) I haven't seen the footage. Tom, when she came in for the kick, I I thought. That's gonna go up post height. No, the, the grip. The grip wasn't right. She looked like she was shaping up for a torpedo. And I was yeah. like, what are you? No, 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 no. And then it just dribbled. She dropped it. Yeah. She didn't, she, Did she dropped she the it? ball. I thought she shinned it. No, no, no. it dropped out and she tried to save it. She's like, oh, I can get it. I can yeah. get it back. No. Nah. Oh. And then she hurt herself. <laughs> she was yeah. having a good night. Yeah. No, nah, big fan of her though. So, you know. She's going to be great, I reckon. Yeah. Outside of that moment. Look, it was sad, but I got angry at the umpires for the first time. So there's a first. Yeah. Yeah. Big deal. Anyway, anyway, let's, let's move on. Adelaide played Carlton. At Icon Park. Guys. What? Carlton were winning during the third quarter. Carlton responded after being shithoused last week. Yeah. They came out firing. There was a moment where I thought, shit, Carlton's going to completely fuck my tips. But then Adelaide, it was an avalanche in that second <laughs> half. <laughs> nah, it wasn't Adelaide. Aaron Phillips. She, <laughs> she, okay. There was one, there was one hell. goal. Yeah. Did you see, I think she kicked two goals, but did you see her one where she crouched down? She just kicked the one number 13. It back. Yeah. And then scooped it up, snapped it. She oh look out Emma Carney. When the going gets tough, yeah. Aaron Phillips goes, Fuck you going. Yeah. I'm gonna take <laughs> you down. <laughs> <sighs> when, it's 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 like that it's that thing though, is when when the chips are down, you look for that like danger field fife Martin Phillips. Yes. When when you need someone to win you the game. Having said that, there was that player um, Stevie Lee Johnson who kicked Tom, four goals Thompson, kicked four goals. And just Carlton decided they just weren't going to put a player anywhere near her. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Aaron Phillips, you forget, I think you forget how good she is because she had the year off pretty much last year with the injuries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe Carlton don't suck. Well, this looked more like the Carlton that I, I read about in the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had some, like, they just. They looked good. They for for a period there I thought fucking hell Adelaide I, I didn't know if Carlton were good or if Adelaide were just mind camping their season. But Adelaide But they steadied. They steadied, but Carlton was still coming. Mm. Like there was a I think there was a goal kicked uh oh the draft pick Brasparkas Yep. kicked a goal late and they were still they were still very much in it. Some there was a nervous probably five minutes for Adelaide. Yeah, I think towards the end they, they weren't gonna get it done, but the crowd were just right into it still. Yeah. It was a good crowd at Icon Park. That's a good venue. Uh, it actually is. They've they've like sort of revamped it a little bit. Um so yeah, Adelaide, I guess, uh Probably what we expected. Yeah. They needed that win. Yeah. Because I, I forget that the Bulldogs beat them last week. Just in my yeah. head it was Adelaide winning, but yeah, it was a one point win to the dogs. Yeah. They needed it. Good on them. They look impressive. They look, they look like... there. There's a few teams already that are starting to stand out as ones who are capable of, like, kicking monster scores. Yeah. And also Adelaide came out and answered... Well, both Adelaide and Western Bulldogs, actually. More so Adelaide came out after that really low-scoring game last week and just showed that, no, they can they can kick goals. They can kick goals. Yeah. That like, was more of just, like, a high-pressure game. Yeah. Yeah. The doggies look a little more low-scoring at mm. the moment. I they, think if, if they... I don't think they can... They're going to rely heavily on their pretty awesome defense. Mm. Yeah. They're not going to win a shootout with like a North or an Adelaide, I don't think. No, or, or even Freo. No. I think if it comes down to a, uh, a shootout, they'll... Cause you- I don't want to jump ahead too far, but boys, but uh, I think you'll find out what'll happen if our North and Western Bulldogs play each other uh, very early. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, very the year. What? <laughs> anyway, um, but first, speaking of Freo. Jesus. <laughs> There's they a good, there's a good team walk. in Freo again. Impressive as all hell. I uh, oh, I tipped Brisbane because of you know heart reasons. Frio, hey Dusha, who'd you tip, mate? Oh, the Purple Haze. Oh, yeah, uh, same boys, boys. Fair enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, fucking hell, <laughs> Purple Haze. <laughs> Flash, purple flash, whatever that is. They are so (laughs) quick. It's ridiculous. Brisbane, Dusha, a couple weeks ago, you were like, Brisbane look a little little bit uh, slow. And then we won and I was like, get fucked, Dusha. Uh, This week, I'm like, Dusha, you're a prophet. (laughs) Frio are so quick. Their their forward line, it's too dangerous. Brisbane, who I've been talking up their defense, they conceded 67 points yesterday. It's the highest score you've ever conceded in history. Yep. Brisbane, like, um, Lutkins is awesome sort of one-on-one, and she's really good at chopping off kicks, like high kicks inside, but Freo just ran it past us. Well, Freo did that thing where early on they were doing the high kicks inside and then when that wasn't working, they adjusted their game plan. Yep. And they tore you to shreds. Jumped out of the blocks. Again, this was like your game, Tom, there was a pretty decent breeze. Yeah. So Brisbane were up, you know, two goals early and I thought, oh, look out, premiership, it's looking pretty good. (laughs) And then Freo just went, nah, get fucked. And killed us. It's like it wasn't- uh, You, know, you Brisbane kicked back a in the goal, third, but yeah. Nah, but well, you fought back those- in the third quarter and then they just kicked another two and then you were just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just just packed it in. Although- Well, they kicked four in the last quarter. And although bright spot for you is um, Alexandra Anderson who had 26 touches and kicked a goal. Last week, she had something like 22 or 24 touches as well. She's First awesome. year, or is she- I think so. I'm not as across her as some of the other players, but yeah. um, she's a candidate for a number on the back. Bloody hell. What number because is she? she we could she's 18. It. Who's 18? I feel like- Oh, I feel like 18's my boy. Harris Andrews? Nick Robertson. Isn't he 18? He might be. Oh, this is a chance. All right, let's have a look. Let's have a look. You get that Brisbane list up. I'll get the Brisbane list up. You and I'll keep going about... through some yeah. of those Ripper players. Um, I really like Emily Bates. She's sort of, for me, I think she's just below the A-grade midfielders in the comp. But she just sort of goes hard and she's going to keep accumulating. Who have you got at 18? Nick Robertson. Nick Robertson. Big chance. It's a big year for Nick Robertson to see if he can um, solidify his spot in the team. And your heart. Uh, I really like Nat Exxon. Did you guys um, see any of her game? Kick two goals is awesome. Wushner is brilliant, and I'm very fearful that teams are going to come at her at the end of the season. Nah, if they were, she would have gone already. You reckon? I reckon she would have gone. I reckon North Seems through love the club. a bucket, and I think she loves the club. Um, she was great, again, with less opportunities, though. Um, I'm going to tell you right now who my favourite player at Brisbane is. Is it Sabrina? It was Tom. It was. Oh, actually, just quickly, Emma. Emma zilki needs to lift a little bit. She has dropped off. Um, she, along with Emily Bates, they're like the two sort of senior midfielders in there. Needs nice to lift. Starting to hurt me a bit. Do you know what she needs, Sean? What does she needs? She needs a unit. Need- Tell me, Tom, because I know she needs to pick up the phone. Yeah, just have a, just put aside a hundred and twenty minutes exactly. Yeah. she's <laughs> uh, she calling? And uh, she's saying. Uh, uh, Simon Black, you available? No, no, here's the funny thing about that. Simon Black is the, like, he works with the midfield. He's an assistant coach. All right, so, okay, so that's not working. She so needs to pick up the phone and she needs to just ring up Lukey Power. Yeah. Mate, I need some of that gut running. You know, know <laughs> what needs to happen? I need to pick up the phone <laughs> and give Simon Black a two hour chat. <laughs> Sorry, he, he needs get- to lift. Him and, there's, there's a star studded fucking uh, assistant coaching panel. There. <laughs> Daniel Merritt's up there, old source. Oh, Ooh, man. Brent Staker. Clark Keating, I've seen him rocking around. So you Come need, on, boys. You need to have a two-hour chat with Simon Black so he can have a two-hour chat with Zilke. Yes. So she can play better. Now, that's a convoluted two-hour chat. No, But it's what the club needs. It's a two-hour stacked chat. Yes. The best kind. Before I talk about my favourite player, yep. I will quickly mention my previous favourite player, Sabrina. I still love her. And she had moments where she looked like she was going to be taking huge marks and, and dominating a game, but she couldn't quite get into it. There was one moment that really annoyed me, and it was late in the game, probably not going to be a chance to win really at that point. We got a free kick, and our player looked to go on, play on quickly, and Sabrina just didn't have the game awareness. She needed to actually just say, to like look at what was happening. She did that thing where she just had her back to the ball and just kind of dawdled back towards the goal square, where yep. she looked around and went, fuck, because she was clear. She could have run, easy goal. It annoyed me. Got a lift. Every goal counts. Fucking out. Favorite player. Didn't dominate yesterday. Didn't get the chances. But it's Kate McCarthy. Yep. Uh, Where's the sleeves? Pacemaker. Pacemaker. Yep. I, to my knowledge, she's the only player in the AFL to have play with a pacemaker. In history. Yeah. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. Like she used to. Um. When she was younger, she would. Set, all her friends couldn't tell her mum that she was playing footy. Because her mum would freak out and not let her play. When she got drafted, she's like, you can't tell her I've been drafted until she played the first game and her mum was like, holy shit, that's my daughter playing footy. (laughs) I love her for those reasons. But I love her because she runs around and she is a player who, you look at her, watch her face when she plays. She's running around that ground and in her head she's just thinking, how good's footy? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Sean, do you know what else will sell you more on her? Yeah. Do you know what you love? A player that is all heart. Yeah. She's got two. Yeah. Fucking oath. What? Now, Now here we go. Here we go. Yeah. So Kate McCarthy. So this is this is what I thought. So she's number nine. Okay. Yep. I thought Jared Berry, uh, his brother Tom Berry came to the club. I th- he gave up his jumper mm-hmm. and moved. I thought he moved into the vacant nine, but he didn't. He's seven. Nine is Lockie Neal. Sean. I might get the number nine. Sean. The choice is no choice at all. McCarthy has swayed me. Neal hasn't got me over the line yet. You fucking kidding, guys? A jet? Yeah, but he hasn't played a game yet. Whereas she's been there, you know. Since I, I love her, so she kicked a goal, yep. right? towards the end, and she just had the biggest smile on her face. Oh, that we rules. weren't going to win, but she just fucking loves playing footy, and she loves the club, and I love it. The embodiment she's, she's of the how positive. good footy is. Brisbane have players like her on the team, and Exxon, and there's a, just a bunch of them who are all heart. And I don't think I think they're probably about the fifth or sixth best team, but. Means they're, they're, in finals. they're in Conference B, so look out Grand Final. <laughs> then anything can happen. Once you're there, anything can happen. But I hope they lift next week. There's just some some poor decisions. They were they were thereabouts, but not quite there. Yeah, they need to tighten up defensively. But uh, go Brisbane. I haven't given up. All right, uh, do you want to look at our tips for next week? Yes. Hold
0: up.
1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash achieve today.
2: So, first game of next week. Game of the round. Oh. North Melbourne take on the Western Bulldogs at the University of Tasmania Stadium. I'm tipping North. And it's a this is a, <sighs> it's a, this of a game. Is, this is the game of the round. This also. This could shape everything. It, and it also will define if what Sean said was true, if maybe Western Bulldogs can't compete with such a high-scoring team, or maybe North Melbourne haven't encountered a defense like this yet. I mean, you've played Carlton and a sloppy GWS outfit. I saw the Bulldogs. Yep. Do you know what, Dusha? What? Fuck you, go the doggies. All right, well, that'll be one tip to me, none to you. And that will separate our tips. Yeah, I know. I'm going North. <laughs> On you, Sean. Yeah. No, no, it makes it interesting, mate. Firepower beats defense.
0: It's best. Yeah, there's
2: a bit of firepower in the Bulldogs. Uh, a bit. There? Hey, bit. There's a bit of breeze down there. All Ali Blackburn needs is a strong wind to kick a goal from fifty. Mm. She's a gun. Oh, she's a she's she could be a smoky for a. Uh, for the Carney medal. For the Carney. <laughs> it's so weird when you say that because I assume it's named after you and it's not. <laughs> uh, but it is. Uh, All right. Saturday, we have GWS take on Carlton. Oh, this has ah. got a bit more spice to it after Carlton's efforts on the weekend, but GWS need to win. So did Carlton. Oh, ah, fuck them. Where, where <laughs> is it? Uh, Blacktown International Sports Park. That's GWS. Yeah. Oh, I just... now. you know what, guys? Guys, don't tip Carlton. I'm cooking it. This is the week that either makes me or breaks me. Carlton. GWS. Yeah, Giants. Yep. Uh, then we have Frio taking on Collingwood at Fremantle. Frio. Frio. Yeah. Frio purple haze all the way. Yeah. Oh, maybe. No, I'm kidding. Frio. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. <laughs> like I am, but like I'm not that dumb. Uh, then Ooh. Sunday we have Adelaide take on Geelong. Geelong. Aaron Phillips. Yeah, Adelaide. <laughs> Aaron Phillips will have a great game. Yes, Geelong to win. Geelong really? to rebound, yeah. In Adelaide, mate. Sean, would would you pick Brisbane? Yeah, fair. fair there you go. Go. <laughs> that's logical because they're a good team. So is Geelong. Ooh. We're getting there. Geelong to lose by under a goal. No, <laughs> no. I, I, I believe, guys. I believe that the. I don't think they'll. Oh no, guys! Huge in next week. Who? Guess who's back? Who? Rocky's back. Oof. She served her suspension. She's going, Phillips ain't saying to touch the ball, she'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Life ban. <banned>. Just pile drive. <laughs> but we'll win. And then uh, we have Melbourne taking on for the third week in a row in the last game of the round, uh, the Brisbane Lions. Yep. Home game for Brisbane. Yep. Um, yeah. No, that's a win. That's a win? Yeah. I think Brisbane will win. Uh, prediction. Uh, Brisbane to win. Kate McCarthy, two goals. Oof. And a shitload of smiles. <laughs> How good's footy? She's just so stoked to be there. I think, yeah, I'm gonna have to go to Brisbane too. Yeah, at home as well. She reminds me of um, who's the guy for Richmond who just loves footy? Oh, um, the young fella, Jack, 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 the year Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like loves that. footy. Yeah, just some was like fucking yeah, I'm playing footy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A bit think. like that, but plays for the right team. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah, not fair. Yeah. So Yes, Tom. Do we have any emails this week? We do. Uh, People just glad we're back. And glad that more importantly, glad Footy's back. It's not about us. No, it's not about us. It's about how good's footy, not how good's the three boys who host how good's footy. It's a little bit about that. Look. If you want to email us about that too, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So email from Randy. Hello boys. Footy is back. The world is right again. Great games this weekend. I just wanted to comment on a new rule uh, that you don't have to kick the ball to yourself when bringing in a ball after a behind. Yeah. What a disappointment. No advantage is really gained from having to kick to yourself. As a non-Australian, I'm American. It was a little unique thing, along with the obvious fast-paced bad arsery that made me <laughs> love footy. The self-kick was one of them. Moving the opposite player back further from the goal scorer, allowing more space to run, was enough. Bring back the self-kick. It's unique and a bit awesome every time it was executed. Go Cats! Keep up the great work. Thanks, Randy. I... I like the new rule though. Oh, see, I like I, I like the, the soft kick. kick. I still feel weird when I see them take off. But I, I in terms of a new rule that was brought in, I actually like that one. Being able to just run out having the person a bit further back just to clear that congestion, I think is is a nice rule. Yeah. Not rule I like. I like the throw-ins coming in. Oh, same. Mm-hmm. Joe rule I also like. Last touch rule because the signal for that is cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Do a hoedown free kick (laughs) uh next email is from Tanil. hey boys long time fan and a terrible tipper i was watching the western bulldogs v geelong aflw game on saturday sorry tom but go the dogs and the commentary team was interviewing emma carney about the premiership win last year and her move to the ruse so my question is with the allowances given to the cats and the ruse in relation to the player selection this year are those aflw players who moved official tcs because it really hurt listening to emma talk about how good the move to the ruse was cheers yes nah See, not if they came to Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, likewise with Brisbane. Yeah, I have yeah. a little bit of a different stance, uh, one that's way more fence city, and this is not going to make you feel any better. AFLW is a little bit different from the AFL because yes. if they're moving back home, it's a semi pro sport. Yes, uh, it means that it can be a far more affordable move because this is not a sport that unfortunately caters for an entire family to move. No, they'd use that leftover money for AFLX.
1: Yes.
2: The faster AFLX fucking dies, the better for everyone. Mm, it's but die quick. look, it's short format. If a player was moving from Geelong, oh uh, sorry, if a player was moving from Western Bulldogs to Kangaroos, though, wow, that's a bit of a different story. Counterpoint, yes, she won him a Best in Ferris and a flag. Ooh, done enough, you think? Gary Ablett gone on the Gold Coast the first time. <laughs> Gary Ablett still, went to no, the no, Gold no. Coast, huge TC. That was money bags. Was- but he's given me two grand finals and a Brownlow. Not enough. Yeah, he's still. And then he's come back and he's going to give me another grand final. <laughs> no, that's absolutely not true. If anything he's just <laughs> taken resources that could go to a younger player. As a player. coach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he won't coach? Nah. So, look, totally understand the mixed feelings about this. I don't. Know. It's up to you to decide if you want to brand her a TC. You have our blessing. If you think that forgiveness is on the table, we also understand. That's the beauty of the TC. You can choose to hate or forgive. And Sean. Hey, Sean. What? Yeah, what a, what you Always hate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next email. And this is from Owen. Hey, fellas. Thanks for the pod. As always, it is great to escape into footy for an hour each week over the summer whilst the Aussie cricket team couldn't make a stand. Just like Tom. Oh, excuse me. they made triple centuries and I have stood this summer. So fuck you. They did that against Sri Lanka when it didn't count. Still got to do it. Uh, It was actually at the BBL yesterday, hearing the terrible attempt at the Stars to have a team song, that a mate and I started wondering about whether the post-game singing of the team song was an Australian abnormality. I was wondering if How Good's Footy International fans could help us out. Is having a team sing a song other than a national anthem done in other countries? Obviously, here in Australia, it's done in many sports, not just footy. But it's really hard to picture the NBA basketballers getting in a huddle after a match and singing a repurposed version of a French national anthem. <laughs> yeah, LeBron <laughs> loves that shit. His <laughs> name's LeBron. Or <laughs> or great. if uh, other countries do have this tradition, is there any teams out there that have a worse song than Frio? Cheers, boys. Go D's. <laughs> Does he mean... Like uh, club song, club song, yeah. Of teams playing AFL internationally, no, I mean just, he means sport? just sporting sporting in general. Teams. Well, is soccer it... teams, I feel like have songs, don't they? Do they? They have a weird stuff because I know that like there's "You'll Never Walk, Al- You'll yeah, Never Walk Alone." Yeah, Liverpool have you Never Walk Alone" before games, but, but, but they do like, it afterwards as well. But that's not like a club, like is in. I don't think that's a club song. I think it's just like that's like, 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 a, like Port Adelaide having "Never Tear Us Apart." Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not the same. It's not. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like basketball seems weird, but I wouldn't be surprised if like something like hockey gets around a song. Or like the balmy Army of the Cricket sing repurposed songs, but they're not club songs. No, they're just insulting songs. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, Can't wait for the Ashes Tour this year when they just hang shit in Australia for cheating. Oh, yeah. It's gonna, there's going to be a <laughs> lot of lot of songs about oh, that. Oh, yeah. A lot of sandpaper songs. Yeah. Um, Well, listeners, let us know, because we aren't experts in this, but if you uh, play a sport that has a club song, tweet us. Tweet us singing your club song. <laughs> yeah, we don't want a recorded version. We just want you singing it. Yeah, 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 100%. All right, and Tom, if people want to get in touch with the show, ask uh, so if you want to send us an email, uh, you can send it to Howgoodsfooty at gmail.com, or you can tweet us individually uh or no, you can tweet us collectively first at How Goods Footy, or individually. I'm at awkward Trade. I'm at Sidekick of Dow. and I'm at Douche 13. Oh, and just before we go, if you're listening to this as a podcast uh, on iTunes, do you know that you can hear How Goods Footy an entire day early? Uh, if you head to playonradio.live, we air at four pm on a Wednesday or five a.m. Thursday, uh Melbourne time. If you're an international listener, you can still stream it, but I'm not doing the time maths for you. Can fucking figure it out. Lift, come on. And boys, how good's footy. It's gonna be great this it's week. It's gonna be really good. North to absolutely fucking steamroll the dogs and show them how show everyone how serious they are. Can't wait to have a Sunday roast for lunch, boys. <laughs> <laughs>